everyone. My name is Sean. This is my podcast. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is day six. Let's get after it. Here we go. Hey, welcome everyone. Hope you're doing well. It's day six of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, yeah, I uh, I had a, a rough one the other day. That was, uh, I did a, I've been doing, me personally, I've been doing a sun up to sundown fast. And um, the next day after that one, well, I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. I've been doing a sun up to sundown fast every day. And then on Wednesdays, so three Wednesdays during this 21 days, I go 24 hours. Um, so I did that 24 hour one on Wednesday. I think that was day four. And it kicked my butt. I'm just saying, because the next day I was dragging. I mean, I was great that day, to be honest. I'll be honest with you. I saw um, when I did the 24 hour fast, um, I sensed the presence of God everywhere I went. I just, I was noticing uh, God in the details. And I, I, I think that's part of what fasting does for us. When, when we, we fast, um, we, God is always at work, but when we begin to fast and pray and focus on him, we begin to see him working in all kinds of things. And, um, gosh, one of, one of the things, if you're listening from out of town in our city, it's a bunch of churches doing this, maybe 200 different churches in the Valley. And, um, we have 21 churches that, um, have opened their doors every night at seven o'clock for a prayer and worship service. So I went to one that night, that Wednesday night, and I just gotten out of the gym and I was listening to two guys that were, um, ex gangbangers, ex felons talk. They had, they didn't know each other. They were talking to each other about how Jesus changed their life. And I just happened to be eavesdropping on it. And then I, I, you know, when I was leaving, I grabbed both of them and encouraged them and say, you know, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and I was so encouraged. I just knew God was moving, every, you know, wh wherever I went. And I just kept like having conversations with people and connecting with people. So I left that and I went to the evening worship service. And um, at this particular worship service, I just, I noticed, you know, the presence of God is always there when God's people worship and, and pray. But I was catching like things that the spirit was showing me and just the diversity and the, the, the power of God in the room. So one of the things I noticed right away is in this room was the mayor of our city, Fresno, powerful man, very powerful man. And he was worshiping, but, um, right next to me was this young man with, um, some sort of um, mental disability and he was nonverbal, but he was worshiping. He was moaning and he was moaning in tune to all the songs and he had his hands in the air. And, um, that's the body of Christ. Someone, um, who in this world's eyes could be incredibly powerful, falls down to the exact same level as this young man with a with a mental disability. 
And God showed me that, and it was just beautiful. It was powerful. I just sat and I, I watched and I listened. I, you know, I've been on voice rest, so I've been trying not to sing. I've been trying to talk less. Of course, I'm doing this podcast. But gosh, when you fast, God's power is so evident. So I want to talk to you today, too, about um, spiritual warfare while you're doing this. See, the enemy hates that you are seeking God. The enemy hates that you are trying to level up spiritually. So um, he wants you to fail in this. He wants you to give up. That's why I tell you every day, hey, if you screwed up in your fast, just get back up and get back on the fast. It's okay. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So he, the, the enemy is going to try and discourage you from doing What's right because he knows you leveled up spiritually. You closer to Jesus is more damaging to his kingdom and it brings more power, more force, more energy to the kingdom of God. And he's going to do everything he can to render you useless spiritually. He wants you to sin, he wants you to be apathetic in your faith, he wants you to be distracted, um, to fill your life with other things that are good but not as important as your relationship to God. So I want to talk to you today about um, what I like to call the warfare prayer. I call it that. I don't know if anyone else does. Um, People, there's all kinds of things in Christianity throughout the 2,000 years of it and different traditions and and whatnot. But um, in Ephesians, um, it talks about putting on the armor of God. And I don't know if you rem- remember, but I um, I talk about this a bit, about that we are, how do I say this? We're all born dead in our sins, right? And I talked about how, you know, when Lazarus came out of the tomb, he was wearing his grave clothes. And I think that's a great illustration for that, like, when we are born again, we come out of the tomb, but we still have grave clothes on. We have the things from when we were dead on our bodies. And the rest of our life, we're learning to take off our grave clothes, to put to death the flesh, sin in us, and put on Christ. So one of the ways um, Paul talks about putting on Christ, um, and this is a great thing to do, especially when you're feeling like tempted or attacked or whatever, is I... I like to pray on the armor of God. I've heard people talk about it. I didn't know how to do it. I just created my own way to do it. And I've found over the years, it's it's very powerful in my life. And I do, I do it on a regular basis. I wouldn't say it's something every day in my life. Um, but there are seasons where I do it every day. There are seasons where I just know the enemy is um, trying to get me. So I get after it. So in Ephesians 6, it talks about, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand firm, right? He says it twice. Having fastened on the belt of truth. What's the belt of truth? Well, Jesus said he is the way. He is the truth. So I will pray. I will put on the gospel. I will pray it on. I'll just say, Lord Jesus I'm putting on the belt of truth. And, you know, if you can't remember all these, go to Ephesians 6, start in 13, and say, Lord Jesus, I am putting on the truth right now. You are the truth. 
You're the way, the truth, the life. I am putting you around my waist. You are the thing that holds all of this armor up, holds it all together. Because that's what the, the belt does. And um, I may talk a little bit about the, you know, or I'll, I'll just declare the, the perfect life, the sin-free life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus and his return. And I'm putting that on as the belt of truth right now. I just put the gospel on, right? Um, and then it says, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. That's the second thing. So I'll just, um, the Bible talks about how my righteousness, I'm not a very righteous person, even in my best I am, um, the Bible says my righteousness are like filthy rags. Isaiah said that. So I will, you know, I'll talk about putting on the righteousness of Christ. You know, if you remember that, that old song, um, Solid Rock or the modern song, Cornerstone, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Um, you're putting on the righteousness of Christ, right? When you put the breastplate on. So I'll, I'll just pray, Lord, I'm putting on the breastplate plate of righteousness, not my works, not my righteousness, Lord, but your righteousness is upon me. And I put, I cover myself with that. And then verse 15 says, as, as shoes for your feet, putting, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So I'll just kind of visualize putting on a pair of soldier's boots and, um, Telling God, Lord, I'm 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 here to stand firm with these. I'm here to push forward. I'm here to march wherever you send me. I'm putting them on. Today's the day, Lord, that that I I march for you. I stand for you. And then it says um, in sixteen, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So I will, you know take up the shield of faith in prayer. I'll say, Lord, I believe in you. I stand behind that shield. Lord, your word says that you are a shield about me. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my soul. So I stand behind that shield and I use it to put out the accusations of the enemy about who I am, who I've been. I am who you say you are, Lord. Right? And then, um, I'll take up the helmet of salvation. That's verse 17. And I'll, I'll just picture myself putting a helmet on and saying, Lord, because you have saved me and there's nothing that can take me from that, um, I put on the helmet, Lord, that it would protect my thoughts, it would protect my hearts, that I would focus on what you have done for me, right? And then I'll just, you know, I may even pray like, Lord, and give me the knowledge of, of salvation so that I could share it with other people. Lord, protect my thoughts, right? The, the, those, those kind of things. Um, and then take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So I will, as I pray, I will, Lord, I'm taking up the sword today. Help me to understand your Word. Lord, show me what I'm supposed to do with it. It's a light into my path. But Father, help me to wield your Word throughout my day as uh, like a ninja, like a mighty warrior, right? And um, though that's how I pray on the armor of God. 
So I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that. I'm just gonna play a little keyboard pad again. Um, <laughs> I think it was on day three, no, day four, Pastor Scott Hinman was uh, on and I threw up that keyboard pad and I, I don't know what it was, my mic to, or my mic was on and my phone was totally ringing. I had to like edit the heck out of that thing. So um, let's find that pad. I'm going to throw it up right now. Here it is. And uh, enjoy your day, guys. Spend some time praying. <laughs> 